Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Just a quick note about today's episode. In the spirit of working smarter and not harder, I've repurposed several of my Facebook Lives into podcast episodes. You'll experience a slightly different sound with the exact same actionable content. All right, here we go. Hi there. If you are joining in live, we did have a technical difficulty, so I appreciate your patience. I'm hoping you are getting sound now, and I'm not going to do a whole introduction or anything. I'll just cut straight to the chase and let you know that tonight we are going to be talking about email organization and creation and the systems that I use in my own teacher business um, for you to hopefully use in your teacher business as well. So we are going to go ahead and get started and I just wanna make sure that the audio is working because that was the little glitch we had. Um, For those of you, well, nobody heard me because the audio was not working, but I got a new webcam and I think it messed up the sound just a little bit. So I'm hoping Jessica's with me. Okay, Jessica, are you are you hearing sound Jessica this time? I'm so glad you. Oh, great. Okay. Thank you for popping in because that would have been terrible to do a whole live and have no sound. That would be ridiculous. Okay, so to recap, we are talking systems again. We are talking email organization and creation and how a good email system can help you in your teacher-seller business. And I'm not saying that what I do is the right way. I know we all have preferences, but I've tried a lot of things in the past, and I'm going to share what works for me, what saves me time, and what makes a good system, in my opinion. So systems overall should be saving you time. They should be simplifying your life. They should improve your workflow. Um, Systems should be sustainable. You shouldn't have a system that you only can stick with for like a month because it's either too complicated or it's not working out. It needs to be something that's going to last for a long time. And it should be easy. It should be easy enough for somebody to come in who's unfamiliar with your business and be able to follow the steps. It doesn't have to be rocket science. And in an ideal world, a good system automates your business. Now, it's not always possible to do that, but there are some little tips, especially when it comes to email, that you can use so you're not writing emails every single week, because there's nothing worse than having that hanging over your head every week. Now, I think in our TBT business, it's super important to have a system when it comes to things like email, because our time is so precious, we don't have a ton of time. It doesn't matter if you're full-time TBT, it doesn't matter if you're a full-time teacher who's TBTing. We have a lot going on that's not our TBT business. So when we do have time to work, we need to be making sure that we are using that time wisely. And we need to make sure that we are spending it on things that matter, right? We shouldn't be spending half of our work time looking for files and photos or thinking about what to write. That's just a waste. So there are some things you can do to avoid those pitfalls and get right to work with intention. And today we're going to touch on some of those. Now, to preface, I am a ConvertKit user, but everything I'm talking about today is totally applicable to any email service provider. Um, I'm not thrilled with ConvertKit, so if you have another provider that you love, feel free to drop a note here or send me a message because I'm kind of shopping around. Um, I'll probably jump ship at some point here, so curious about that. Um, And if you don't have an email list, that's okay too. 
I only started my email list a year and a half ago, and I've been doing this TBT thing for seven-ish years. So um, there, it's never too late to start, and you can get started today using some of these tips. Now, today we're talking specifically about email broadcasts. And for those of you who are not familiar with email, broadcasts are simply just emails, right? There's nothing techie to them. A lot of times when we hear about email, we hear about sequences and automations and all these really scary techie terms. And I think that's what turns a lot of us off from the whole email thing to begin with. It just seems like it's too hard. There's too much to figure out. And it is, but if you know where to start and you can start simply, then you're good to go. So broadcasts are simply emails. Some people call them newsletters. I, I'm not a personal fan of the newsletter term, but the, again, that's a personal preference. So if you call yours newsletter, great. Um, but yeah, we're talking about those emails that you send maybe every week or every month, just those simple emails to your list to fill them in on things. We're talking specifically about how we plan for those and also the actual writing process, okay? And I think this is very similar to blogging in the sense that if I didn't have a system for writing and creating and planning emails, it would just not get done. And I've been there. I've gone months without emailing my list because it was so cumbersome. Like thinking about writing an email, I was like, oh my gosh, that's just a lot of work to do every single week. So I think it's important to have um, your system nailed down so that you're definitely staying consistent. And I think that's one of the biggest things with email is that you should be consistent. Right. And I'll say this about pretty much anything in this business. When I say consistent, it doesn't mean that you have to email your list every day or definitely not every day. Doesn't mean you have to email them every week. It just has to be consistent, even if it's every month. OK, but it should be consistent, even if it's every two months. I mean, gosh, that's better than nothing. And I think the B minus work ethic really applies here. Um, something that is done is better than something that never existed in the first place. So if you never email your list, that's way worse than sending them a monthly email. And I think we can agree that a monthly email is something we can all handle. Okay, so start small if you are not emailing your list regularly, or if you're new to email, try monthly email to start. Um, I think that email is something that is definitely as easy or as hard as you make it. So like I said, if you were just starting out or you're not someone who emails their list regularly, just keep it simple. That's the way to keep your system sustainable. Always start simple and you can get more complicated later. There's no need to dive into all those crazy automations and link triggers and all that right away. Start simple with a broadcast. I think a good email broadcast or newsletter should be short. I don't personally like to read long novels. Nobody has time for that. I think a good email broadcast should be scannable. Uh, we are definitely in the period of instant gratification. Um, we have low attention spans as a whole. So I think anytime we can simplify it and break it either into paragraphs or bullets, it should be scannable and quick and easy to read. Now, I think the first hard part when it comes to writing our email is figuring out what to write. And I don't think it's a very sustainable system for you to sit down at your computer every time you write an email and start from scratch and have no idea what you're about to type onto that blank screen. There's no telling if you're going to be feeling creative enough to write your email. And that's a lot of time wasted just thinking about something when you could have already planned it um, prior to that. 
So I think we need to know first what we are writing about. And personally, I like to let my blog and my content and my products drive my emails. So that's always at the forefront of my mind. My blog posts, my products, whether they're free or paid, are always going to be the first thing on my mind when I'm writing my email. Now, that's not to say that I'm going to hop on every email and say, read this, buy this. No, that's not what I'm saying because that would be terrible. But if you keep those in your mind as you're writing and weave them throughout your messaging, that is being intentional because you're not just writing an email to say what's up. I mean, you can do that. But again, your time is precious. You don't want to waste it just sending them fluff and something that means really nothing in the end. Okay, so if you are a podcast listener, my School of Sellers podcast um, last week, so not this week, but last week, talked about a tool that I use called The Hub. And The Hub is honestly, I think, the most important tool that I use in my business. And I use it across the board. I use it for email, blog posts, social media posts, everything. And I can give you a brief overview of The Hub, and then I'll tell you where to find it, because you can download a free template um, and make it your own. The Hub is a monthly spreadsheet where I list blog posts. So for example, blog posts I posted in January, social media posts that did well in January, products that sell well in January, lead magnets that perform well in January. Anything that did well in January or is relevant to maybe the holidays or themes in January, I put on my January Hub. And I know I'm forgetting some of the fields. I think there's like 12 fields in each monthly hub. But it's a place for me every month when I check my analytics to record what performs well, what was relevant to the time or the season or things going on in the teaching world. And that way, next year, when I go back to plan my email, my blog posts, everything like that, I have a nice little box of information that says you need to write about these products, you need to write about um, these social media posts, you need to write, you need to share these blog posts, and my work is almost done for me. So if that is something you don't already have, because I'm sure many of you might have a, your own version of the hub, or if you just want to check it out, you can go to erinmwaters.com slash hub and download a free hub. So I use that largely to plan my email. Now, I think in terms of making things as simple as possible and also making things easy to read for your email list, you need to have some sort of template. I don't think it's very valuable to you or your reader if every single one of your emails reads like a novel because it's gonna take a long time to read and it's gonna take an even longer time to write. So here's what I suggest. I have three examples of templates that you can use for email creation. And again, these are examples. These aren't like the tried and true things that you should do, but to give you an idea of how you can keep your emails brief, scannable, and relevant, and something that your reader is going to wanna read, you can do one of three things, okay? And again, there's more, these are just examples. One, you might wanna consider some sort of list template. So you guys who are on my email list, for my teacher seller business know that every week I send out an email called three things. And it's simply that it's three things, whether it's a podcast link or social media share or a little tip or tutorial, something that I want to share with you. And it's just three bullet points of things that I'm sharing with you. 
In fact, the title is even three things. I like it because it's short, it's sweet, it's scannable, but it is also intentional for me because I know that I'm sharing with you things that are going to help my business, right? I'm sharing a podcast link, I'm sharing a blog post link, I'm sharing a tutorial. So that's an example of how you can um, use a list format to be um, brief and organized and pretty simple. Um, for my teacher list, I include a blog post, a product link, and usually something free of value, whether it's just a simple tip or an article or one of my lead magnets, okay? So you can play around with that. But I like the list, um, whether it's bullet points or numbers, I think that's a great way for you to plan your emails and also provide a brief little um, collection of information for your reader every week. Now, if you're more of a writer or a narrative person and you wanna tell more of a story, that's great. But to avoid writing something that's going to be longer than um, the book that I read last week, you can follow an outline. So I, start, I strongly suggest if you are more of a narrative type person to come up with a simple outline, maybe three paragraphs, and know exactly what you're gonna focus on in each paragraph. So let's say the first paragraph is a little anecdote, a story from the classroom. Second paragraph is a problem you had recently related to teaching, and maybe the third paragraph is your solution to that problem, right? Whether it's one of your products or a blog post, you can point them in the direction of, you have an organized group of information that's easy for them to read, but also intentional for you because you are sharing things that matter and your time matters too. So it's a win-win for everybody. A third example is to have a recurring theme every week. Um, off the top of my head, one of my good friends, Rachel Lynette, has a Rachel Recommends series that she emails out every week to her list, and I love reading it because I know what to expect, and I know she's going to give great information and recommendations. So if you want to have your own recurring series with a clever title, that's something, too, that you can do that would be fun for your reader and easy for you to plan and write. So again, those are just examples. Um, you don't have to do any of those, but they're good jumping off points if you're wanting to simplify things or if you're just starting out your email list and you think like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can write an email every week. Those are great ways to keep it easy for you and enjoyable for your readers. Now let's talk about beyond the, you know, the bones of the whole email situation. So we have our hub, right? We know where we're going to get our information. We know where we're going to find what we need to post, but let's talk about the actual process of planning. And this is kind of tricky to talk about because this is a personal preference, but again, I'm going to share what I do, and I hope that you can get something useful out of this overview. So to start, I love using Trello to plan my emails. And simply put, I, I have a little card for each week, for each week of email. So it's, let's say week one email, week two email, week three email, that's it. Every single card is pre-formatted. So it has one, a two, and a three, the three things that I'm going to include. And at the bottom, I have a list of prompts for myself. And when I say prompts, I literally mean, I, I write the words blog, to tell myself you can put a blog post in one of those bullet points. I have the word product, telling myself, Erin, make sure you put a product in there. Freebie, maybe I wanna stick a freebie on one of those lines. A tip, video, a button or survey. If you wanna ask your audience a question as one of your three bullet points, you can do that and that is super useful for you. 
Anecdote is always an option to fill in your email content, um, a quote that's relevant to teaching or your audience. Um, just a question that you want to ask within your actual email body and you could have them reply to you and engage in an actual email conversation or maybe a social media post. Those are like, that's 10 ideas right there of things that you can fill in in your paragraphs or your bullet points or your series, whatever. It doesn't have to be complicated and it, you can do this in any program. It does not have to be Trello. Um, but I will batch, I know it comes as no surprise that I'm batching my email, but I like to batch my email plan and also my email creation. So when I sit down in Trello, I have 10 cards that I'm working with and I plug in for 10 different weeks what I'm going to include in three bullet points. So that's 30 bullet points to include, but when I have my hub side by side, it's super easy for me to see what content I need to be sharing, what products I need to be sharing, what social media posts I can share. It all comes together in a beautiful little system. So um, if that sounds good to you, I strongly recommend trying it. Now, I think that, let's see, I wanna make sure I'm not forgetting anything because I do love this system. Now, when I do plan, I, I have to note that when I, when I plan my products, or I'm sorry, when I plan my emails, I am only writing like one or two words in each slot, right? When I batch plan those 10 weeks, I'm not writing the whole email in Trello. I'm just writing notes to myself, like Fun Friday blog post or um, Friday awards, because that's my freebie that goes along with that. Those are just the ones that popped into my head. So you don't have to write your whole email in your planning process, just some notes so you know what you wanna refer to. Now, when it comes to the actual writing process, I also batch write my emails. Obviously, that's going to take a little longer, but it's so worth it because having a couple days where you're just writing emails is way better than having to write an email from scratch every single Sunday night or every single Monday morning. Um, it just gets old. Often it doesn't get done and your life will be better for this, I promise. When I actually write the body of my email, I do it right in convert kit because I actually really like their new editor. I would say that's the one thing I like about convert kit. Um, and this is super useful. I'm a brand new person to this, but I just recently bought, in fact, you can see it behind me. Um, my monitor has been a game changer. I will plug my laptop into the monitor and on the monitor, I have my Trello boards. So every single plan that I wrote for my 10 emails. And then on my laptop, is where I type in the email that I'm working on. So it's nice to have it side by side. I also recommend if you, even if you don't batch, um, when you are writing your email, it is so helpful to also have either on one of your screens or on one of your tabs, having pages open that, like, for example, my Airtable content calendar, something that has all of your blog post links, all of your product links. So maybe you have even if you just have your blog open on one tab, your TPT store open on another tab, your content calendar, wherever you have that information, keep it open when you start because that way you're not gonna be like all over the place tapping like um, a mad woman trying to find everything. So the more prepared you can be, the better. And then once I have all those emails drafted, I schedule them. Now I will say the one downside of batching is sometimes it causes me to panic because I'll be like 10 weeks ahead, right? And then Sunday night will come or Monday morning and I'm like, oh shit, did I, did I write 
are those links right? Or did I type everything the correct way? Did I spell things correctly? And I think that's probably normal, but I encourage you if you are a batcher or thinking about batching to make sure you set either an alarm or make a list and remind yourself to just go in and check your links. You'll just feel better doing it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, but it's definitely worth that panic that happens sometimes. I have a couple miscellaneous email notes to share with you. Um, one, I like to send my emails on Monday and then schedule it onto my calendar to resend those emails to the unopens on Friday. I don't use images in any of my emails. Um, I think it's a waste of time for a couple of reasons. I think a lot of times images and emails are more pain than gain, honestly. Like, I feel like they mess up the formatting a lot. Sometimes it's really hard to get the size right. Um, in a couple different email services, they don't always show up. Like, I have an Outlook account for my personal email and I never can see images in those emails. So it's just not worth it to me and it also adds a lot of time and work to my email creation. And as an email consumer, I don't really care about images. Like, I've never been sold by an image or I've never noticed loving images in my email, right? I'm mostly there to read the text um, and see what they have to say. So no images, again, personal preference. You might love images and that's great, but for me, it's more work than anything. Um, I also recommend scrubbing your list every 90 days. If you are a ConvertKit user, they have a pre-built automation that you can set up. It'll go through all your cold subscribers, send them emails, and then you can weed out the ones that aren't reading. Because if you have a lot of people on your list that aren't opening your emails, it's going to lower your deliverability rate, your open rate's going to be lower, so it's really good to keep that list fresh. I know it's hard to get rid of those followers that we've worked so hard for, but what good are they to us if they're not reading anything, right? Doesn't matter. And also, they're costing us more money. So every 90 days is a good thing to weave in to your system. Now, I have to acknowledge, like I did at the beginning, that there's obviously way more to email than just broadcasts. But I'm all about simplicity. And if you are just starting out with your email list or you are someone who has an email list and you just need like a refresher or you need to kind of start over because you're not liking your system, then I think it's important to keep it simple. Okay, if you start with a new email list or you're overhauling your current system and you try to do like 5,000 new things, it's not going to be sustainable for you. And that's one of the biggest cornerstones of a good system. So, I told you I'd give you some homework, if you will, the art teacher, so I can use that term. Although I actually hate homework, but this isn't traditional homework, so I feel okay using it. If you are someone who wants to get started, I am all about action, and I encourage you to do these three, four things. One, make sure that you head over and download the hub and start filling it in. It's erinmwaters.com slash hub. And when you start filling it in, it's going to be a little time consuming, but I promise you that it can take as long as you need it to. Any minute you spend in putting that information is going to be 10 minutes saved in the future. I guarantee you that. So don't worry if it takes you a long time. 
If it is taking you a lot of time and it's overwhelming to you, then I strongly recommend filling it in month by month. I love having an analytics day where I check all my analytics for the month and I also use that day to update my hub so you can do it monthly as well. It's totally up to you. Number two, look in your own inbox for inspiration. Take a simple look and see what appeals to you as a consumer and you as a reader. What styles do you like? What subject lines do you like? What catches your attention? And take note of that when you are formulating your own system. And if you are someone who is either starting from scratch or you are overhauling your current email system, then I encourage you to choose at least one of those examples I talked about earlier, right? Maybe you want to have a bulleted list for your email newsletter. Maybe you want to have a paragraph system where you talk about something specific in each paragraph. Or maybe you want to create your own recurring series that you send to your list every single week. I encourage you to try at least one of those, if not all three, and see which one you like best and see which one your list likes best. And before you try those out, come up with a template for each of those as well, just like we discussed, because it'll make your time so much more valuable and it'll provide more value for your reader that is intentional for you. So make sure you download that hub first and then decide what new systems you wanna try out, have your templates ready to go, and you will just be an email machine, I guarantee you. Lastly, I think it's important to note that inspiration for our business is literally everywhere. You could be walking down the street, you could be at the library, you could be at Target, you could be talking to your mom on the phone, and you could think of something and a little light bulb will go off and you're thinking, I know we've all been here, right? You're thinking, oh my gosh, this would make a really good Facebook post or this would make a really good blog post. Those thoughts happen every single day, probably multiple times. And a lot of times, unfortunately, we tell ourselves we're going to remember them and we don't, right? So I also, as your third homework item, I encourage you to be more aware of the inspiration that is all around you because it might make for an amazing email to your list, even if it's just one of your bullets. Start texting yourself these things or writing them down somewhere you're actually going to remember them and use that in your email. The more information you have prepared in advance, the easier the process is going to be. And that is all I have for you tonight, my friends. I am going to stick around here for a minute for any questions that you might have. Um, if you are just tuning in, we talked about our email creation and planning and organization. And I strongly recommend the first point being um, downloading that hub that I talked about. AaronMWaters.com slash hub. You can grab a free copy and get started on it immediately. I will also be in our group taking questions um, for the next hour. So if you are not a member of School of Sellers on Facebook, I would love for you to join if you are a Teachers Pay Teachers seller. Um, it's a great community and we talk about some really interesting and useful stuff in the TPT world, and I look forward to supporting you there. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you are live or catching the replay, and I hope you have an amazing week. Goodbye.